Well, welcome back, Eden Chapel, or whoever may be listening to this. As we continue in our daily devotionals, today we are in Leviticus chapter 8 through 10. I'm Sam Mitchell, and very excited to get into this text today. There's so much richness in this. We really see this mention of all these different kind of offerings, whether it be a burnt offering, a food offering, a guilt offering, a sin offering, a grain offering. And uh, rather than me try to really dive into all of these, I thought I would pull from Desiring God and pull from John Piper because I I think he explains it in such a good way. And he, he says this, there are five basic types of offerings identified in the early chapters of Leviticus, burnt offering, grain offering, peace offering, sin offering, guilt offering. But rather than Using these names, many commentators prefer to highlight the basic function or action of each offering. The whole burnt offering is the ascension offering. The grain offering is called the tribute offering. The peace offering is still the peace offering, provided we recognize that peace relates to communion with God. The sin offering is called the purification offering. Finally, the guilt or trespass offering is called the reparations offering. The first three offerings from the basics of the Levitical system, they maintain it. The last two repair breaches in the system in particular circumstances. The first three are like food. They maintain health in an ongoing way. The purification and the reparations offering are like medicine. They are used when you're sick with a particular illness. And I I really love how this explains everything because what we're seeing is entering into this atonement for the sin of the people against the infinitely holy God. And man, we really get to see God's holiness on display, especially in chapter eight, when we see this consecration of Aaron and his sons as priests to the Lord and that they'll go before the people. And man, all throughout chapter eight, we see this very specific way that Aaron and his sons and what they must go through before they can even go before the people, before they can even go to God, all the atonement and all the things that must happen for them. And so it's this beautiful process that we see of how holy, holy, holy our God is. And in this, man, you just think of Isaiah 6. You think as Isaiah beheld the throne of God and what is what does he say woe is me for I'm a man of unclean lips and so yes in God's holiness we have the wow factor wow God is holy 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 wow God is amazing but in that we are also just eyes wide open to how wicked and how terrible we are how we are a man of unclean lips and how we dwell in a people of unclean lips. And we immediately get this picture of woe, woe is me. And what a powerful word that is within itself. And so that's what we see in chapter eight, that before Aaron and his sons can even begin the process of going before the Lord and begin the process of making all these offerings to God, we see Moses is making all these offerings on behalf of them. We see everything that Moses is doing for Aaron and his sons to even be able to go before the people. And we get this at the end of chapter eight, where we see 
in verse 33, and you shall not go outside the entrance of the tent of meeting for seven days until the day of your ordination are completed, for it will take seven days to ordain you. As has been done today, the Lord has commanded to be done to make atonement for you. At the entrance of the tent of meeting, you shall remain day and night for seven days, performing what the Lord has charged, so that you do not die. For so I have been commanded. And Aaron and his sons did all the things that the Lord commanded by Moses. And we go over into chapter nine and we see on the eighth day, Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. And he said to Aaron, take for yourself a bull calf for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering, offering both without blemish and offer them before the Lord. And so we see right here that Aaron and his sons, where were they? They were outside the tent of meeting for seven days and not really in the midst of, of what you would think would cause people to sin or you know, make sin, sinful things be happening. But here we see on the eighth day, what has to happen. They have to take for themselves a calf. They have to take for themselves a ram without blemish and offer it before the Lord. Why? For their own sin. Before anything else could happen, they had to, they had to cleanse themselves. They had to make atonement for themselves. And so we see this crazy picture of what it really takes to enter into with God that you must be covered, that you must have, in our sense, the blood of the lamb covering us. We must have the atonement of Jesus Christ covering us. And so we see that Aaron and his sons do all that the Lord had commanded through Moses, and they make all the offerings on behalf of themselves, but then they also make the offerings on behalf of the people. It says in verse 15, then he presented the people's offering and took the goat of the sin offering that was for the people and killed it and offered it as a sin offering like the first one. And he presented the burnt offering, offered it according to the rule. And he presented the grain offering and took a handful of it and burned it on the altar beside the burnt offering of the morning. So we see them begin to not only make the offerings for themselves, but they now make the offerings for what has been made for them, that God has uh, set them apart uh, to do what he has called them to do as priests. And here they are fulfilling that and doing what they are supposed to do as priests. And, you know, this makes us immediately think to Second Peter, where we see that we are a royal priesthood, that we are a holy priesthood set apart for what? God's will and God's purpose. And we see that on display right here, that that is what Aaron and his sons have been set apart to do to fulfill his will and fulfill his purpose for the people of Israel. And what an amazing thing that is that God has been gracious enough to do that. And so we see in verse 23, kind of all this come together, you know, what we were looking back to in Exodus 29. Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting and when they came out, they blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. And the fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the pieces of fat on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. And man, what a What an amazing thing, right? Like the glory of the Lord came before them and what naturally happens, people fall to their rightful place on their knees before a holy God and they praise him. And this is what 
was promised in Exodus 29. And I will dwell among the people of Israel and will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God who brought them up out of the hand of Egypt that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. And so we see that fulfilled here in Leviticus 9 as Aaron and his sons make the burn offerings and the peace offerings and the sin offerings on behalf of the people. So we get to chapter 10 and we get this kind of crazy story of Nadab and Abihu, Aaron's son. It says in verse 1, Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them. And they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. And so it's kind of at first glance easy to go, wow, kind of brutal, God, right? Like they're trying to make atonements on behalf of the people and they're trying to do maybe even good in their own eyes. But we get to kind of the heart of it here. They each took their own censer and put fire in it. And in this, the two sons of Aaron here sought to kind of connect with God in their own way, apart from the specific instructions and the specific ceremony that God had instructed Moses to do. And so they try to do it their own way and a way in which they had not, God had not commanded them to do. And it was an unauthorized way of coming to God, but still trying to come to them in their presence. And so God considered this wrong. He considered this an unauthorized way. This was a misuse of the special incense. And that incense was regarded as holy for the Lord, as we know from Exodus 30. It wasn't to be used in some different type of way. And so it was not kindled from the altar of the burnt offering. It was fire not associated with the atoning and redeeming work of sacrifice. It was easy in this moment to think fire is fire as long as it burns. But in this case, Nadab and Abihu, it was literally a deadly mistake. And so we see that this was not what should have been done. And as they do this before the Lord, God ends up consuming them in fire and killing them. And so, like I said, it's easy to look at this as a little brutal, but we get to the heart of why this happened and what Moses said to Aaron, right? That this is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And so we see something very, very crucial. We we cannot come to God in our own way and on our own. We must come to him in his way. And for us who are believers, that's covered by the blood of the lamb. But God demands to be regarded as holy. So we must come to God the way that he has instructed us to come to him. And we know that Jesus says there are no other ways to the Father except through him. So we cannot get to God just as we are. We're messed up. We're sinful. We're fallen. But we have been made a way through Jesus Christ. And so God says, I must be sanctified. I will be sanctified. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And I I loved what the Blue Letter Bible said about this. It says, sanctified he will be, 
either in the sincerity of men's conversation or else in the severity of their condemnation. So God will be glorified. God will be regarded as holy. God will be sanctified. And so we see the crucialness of this. And we also see how much Aaron understood this because he holds his peace. It, It says he held his peace. And we know Aaron who would have just saw his two sons struck down dead before the Lord. And you would think, man, he has to be angry. He's got every right to be upset and angry at God. But rather here, he has such a respect for God's holiness that he holds his peace. And that it was more important to respect that holiness than his right to grieve. And so what a amazing thing that we see here about God's holiness. And then we end our time today with a different, same story, but different story of Aaron's other two sons. And it says, now Moses diligently inquired about the goat of the sin offering. Behold, it was burned up and he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, the surviving sons of Aaron saying, why have you not eaten the sin offering in place of the sanctuary, since it is a thing most holy and has been given to you that you may bear the iniquity of the congregation to make atonement for them before the Lord. Behold, its blood was not brought into the inner part of the sanctuary. You certainly ought to have eaten it in the sanctuary as I commanded. And Aaron said to Moses, Behold, today they have offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord, and yet such things as these have happened to me. If I have eaten the sin offering today, would the Lord have approved? And when Moses heard that, he approved. And so we see Moses upset that once again, it seems that sons of Aaron have not done what God has instructed them to do. And so Moses is upset. He's inquired, inquiring of this, but we find that they didn't seem to have done exactly what God had commanded them to do because they were following their father's example who had also not done it. And we see Aaron give a, very simple answer. He's grieving. And is it right for him today to grieve, uh, to eat while he is mourning? Instead, it was appropriate that he would fast on this day. And he even says, would the Lord have approved if I would have? And we see that this earns Moses's approval. But we also get this beautiful thing in those words that they were to bear the guilt and bear the iniquity of the congregation to make atonement for them before the Lord. And once again, we just get the amazing picture of Jesus Christ, that Jesus had exactly this on his mind when he goes to the cross. Even though he had no sin, he went before his people to bear the guilt of his people and to make atonement for them before the Lord. Jesus did eat the sin offering when he stood as a sinner in our place and received the judgment that we deserved. I pray that we look to Christ and find hope in that. Let's end our time in prayer and thank you so much for listening today. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for everything that you have given us. Lord, we thank you that you are holy, holy, holy. We thank you that you are gracious, that you are rich in mercy and that you had such a great love for us, that you created a way through your son. You created an atoning sacrifice once and for all that would last through all of time. And so we glorify you all the more for the redeeming work done through your son. 
May all that we do be for your glory. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.